Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Yes, yes, yes. It is the Castworthy Podcast, and we are back. It is January 2023, January 8th, that is. New year, new me, if you will. Uh, resolutions in effect, uh, you know, gym memberships, all that. Uh, we're back. We missed a couple weeks, holidays and all, family time and, um, you know, just uh, being some responsible human beings and responsible adults. So uh, here we are, though. It's me, EJ. Uh, I'm Big Steve, a.k.a. Last of a Dying Breed on the Twitter machine. That is EJ, the Sophisticated Savage, uh, known for uh, Stick Man of the Year for the Castworthy Podcast. <laughs> Slays from far away, you know. I'm done. <laughs> Everybody hit the D-E-C-K. Um, hey, yo. What's up, man? Yo, have you listened to that song in its entirety? That what's Cuffit that? song, the Beyonce Cuffit song? Mm-mm. That no. shit is fire. Like, I see the clip. I be in the fucking house like, I be trying to keep up with yo, them. That song, like, you only, I've only seen the challenges. And I said the other day, I said, you know what? Let me listen to this fucking song. Mm. I played that shit in the car, nigga. I was like, it's a bop. It's like, yo, this shit is fire. That's what the kids kids are saying these days. It's a bop. That shit is a banger, nigga. That's a smash. That's a 1998 banger. (laughs) Do they strip to that yet? No. The strippers. No. The strippers. The stripper music is still deep. Like, like strippers are really hip hop trap fans. Like they're trap fans. Like they be knowing shit. Like they be knowing Jeezy's. The tenth song on Jeezy's first mixtape. Like, yeah, they that's think what they, they dance to. They think we want to see him dance to Lil uh, Lil Yachty and all that bullshit. Yeah, well, I just want to see him dance, but you know. They think we want to see. Him. Yeah, I'm a change man, man. Bean pies in the Quran for me in 2023, Dick. <laughs> bean pies are excellent. Shout out to the bean pies. But uh, yeah, man. What were we just talking about before we got on here? Uh, uh, it's a lot we're talking about. Um, training day, all that. Oh, uh, yeah, training day. How you watch it all the time when it comes on, man. Training day, that that was such a classic film. And, you know, Denzel won the award for it. And people, you know, were so mad about it. But the crazy thing is that we left it there, you know. And mm-hmm. Ethan Hawke, though. Ethan Hawke's career has been like kind of crazy. He he's like the next I don't know Bruce Willis. Like he just acts in different roles and movies. It's like he takes any check. It seems like McConaughey. He's like Matthew McConaughey. Uh, McConaughey, like, I think, is more strategic. 
I think Bruce Willis. If you see how many films, low budget films, Bruce Willis is in. Well, yeah, but Bruce, you know, Bruce is, uh, you know, Bruce is Bruce. Mm. I think Bruce. I think you know. I think we just haven't heard, you know, because of NDA, some of the stuff that that Bruce has uh, been a part of <clears throat> in mm. the past years. Like, I feel like Bruce is probably um, a stick man as well. Oh yeah, no question, no question. If you will, yeah, but Ethan. Ethan Hawke definitely. Um, I think his his career pretty much skyrocketed because of Training Day. Like, like I didn't even, I didn't know that guy before then, and uh, I'm sure he was in stuff or people might have been familiar with him. But like, th- it's different when you branch out to a Denzel uh, community. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. Denzel's community, while it's huge with us, it goes well beyond us because he's respected, you know, so highly. Yeah, Ethan Ethan Hawke, man. He's been around. He's been around. I didn't. He's an old guy now. He's fifty-two years old. He's Damn. been around. When was Training Day? What was that? Training oh, Day was two thousand one. Two thousand one. Wow. Oh, one. Okay. Okay. Yeah. 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 So we're talking about that was twenty-one years ago in itself. Yeah. Now, now's a good time for for a re-up, man. You, they start off with Denzel. You know, it's twenty years later. He's ready to retire. You know what I'm saying? Um, and well, Denzel's dead in Training Day. Oh, that's right. That's right. It would have to be a prequel. Yeah, it would have to be a prequel. But he, I don't think he could do a prequel. Not at this age. You would either. You would either. Ha- yeah. Right. You would. You would. Yeah. Yeah. He's out. He's got to be out. Either that or. <laughs> well, did they show him die or did they just showed him get shot like a million times? <laughs> Listen, man. You know, he Marvel, got shot like thirty times. Bro. Marvel could do it. <laughs> Many man, they, yeah, they can figure. Funny, right? Fifty ain't coming back from that one. Man, listen. Um, uh, how'd your New Year's go? We, let's let's start there. Actually, how'd your Christmas go? Christmas was straight. Uh, you know, kids got what they wanted, and that's all that matters these days, right? What'd you get? Hmm. Sweatshirt, some socks. Does your ex buy you stuff? No, no. You, buy your, you no. don't buy your ex, then. No, no. The kids no. are old enough now to buy us both stuff now, so we don't have to fake buy things <laughs> through the kids anymore. No. Whose gift was better, yours or hers? From the kids. Hmm. Hmm. Probably mine. They like me more. It's a fact. fact. They like me more. (laughs) Gotcha. Gotcha. You know, I think for me, like uh what's going on? uh, Christmas. Um I got some I got some stuff. I didn't get nothing too crazy, but I got all the stuff that I wanted. Like with Christmas for me, right? Um the best Christmas gifts is the things that you see when you walking around shopping and you like, damn, I will nah, I'm not gonna spend seventeen dollars on that. You know what I'm saying? Like like uh, I got a Dallas Cowboys fleece blanket. Like I wanted a Dallas Cowboys fleece blanket. I see the shit all the time, and but I'd be like, I ain't fucking buying that shit. You know what I'm saying? I'd be in Walmart or I'd be in um, Burlington, and I'm like, oh, let me grab it. Nah, I ain't fucking with that. That's a waste seventeen dollars right now. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Socks, draws. Like I, I'd be like, oh, let me grab a couple packs of polo draws. You know what I'm saying? And and up myself from the Target joints. Nah, I ain't spending that much, but got a couple packs of polo draws. Like, it's the shit that you that you want, but you know, don't want to spend the money on. So I'd rather that than, you know, some some weirdo shit. So 
um, overall, I think, you know, the shit that I got this year and then basketball shorts, my mom gives me basketball shorts every single year. And <laughs> I'd be, I'd be in Burlington or wherever. And I'd be like, damn, let me get a couple new extra pairs of, of basketball shorts. And then I'd look and be like, nah, not $12. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I could take that 12 and flip it into, you know, 36 and get a nice shirt or something, work shirt, <laughs> you know, that's crazy. Just, your mom buys my- you uh, basketball shorts every year. You've been wearing basketball shorts forever. Like that's that's your thing. Yeah, yeah. Every year she buys them, and every year <laughs> I throw out the old ones and I replace them with the new ones. Just works, man. It works. I bowl in them. I work out in them. I sleep in them. I don't wear pajamas. Black. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Right. Never Indeed. never know when you got to run out the house. That's what I be saying to people. I don't understand people be like, yo, I sleep naked and how? <laughs> right. Exactly. How? I'm not trying to be on the 12 o'clock news out here ass naked because mm-hmm. you know I mean? Something burned down or you tripping. I don't get it. Exactly. Exactly. Get it. <clears throat> um, what about New Year's? You do anything? Did you uh you get Liddy on New Year's? New Year's Eve, me, the kids, uh, we went to my girlfriend's house with her son your what and, yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like yeah my girlfriend's house the one i was on the trip with <laughs> oh that's right that's right i'd be yeah. forgetting you know they don't usually last as long so <laughs> you know usually it's kind of it's kind of quick one and done you know pump and dump <laughs> wow my dating life is breastfeeding tactics <laughs> That's dope. <laughs> That's pretty dope. But uh, yeah, we went over there. Uh, you know, watched the ball drop and all of that good stuff. And then we uh watched the ball drop. Yeah, came home. <laughs> okay, okay. How old is her son? Seven. Okay, so he's not not too far off from from the kids. And the baby, yeah. Uh, the so oldest they, ones kind of look at him. Well, like, yeah, she's yeah. Well, what the are they? Thir- two, the thirteen and eleven. So. Yeah, it's eleven years about to be twelve, thirteen's about to be fourteen. So they get along though. Yeah, they yeah, play, yeah. They playing they, and shit. Ah, uh, they just look, they look at him like you know, little little dude, you know, kinda. You mm-hmm. know, the eight year old and him are pretty close. So yeah, yeah, yeah. They do weird, weird seven, eight year old shit. You know, take him to uh, take him to the game stops and shit like that. The uh, you know, arcades on it. Dave and Buster is always a go to. Oh yeah, bounce houses, all that crazy shit. Um, okay, so not too, uh, not too much on the um, on the liver then. On New Year's oh no, Day. I went, I went the next day. <laughs> oh, okay. I went out. No, nah, I don't think I went out for New Year's, but I went out for Christmas. Like I went out Christmas Day for sure. I think so. Yeah, it's been a blur. It's been fun. Yeah, yeah. I mean, slow, slow, quiet uh, holiday for me. Um, you know, I did a couple things. We went went out, ate a couple places, and uh, you know, ended up not not feeling too good. So recovering, been recovering for the last couple of weeks, and uh, but I'm feeling good now. Mm. Feeling feeling excellent now. Feeling like a thirty year old me. And um, you know, that's one brother. <laughs> only the only thing only thing that don't feel dirty right now is my knees. But the rest of me feel about thirty years old right now. Sheesh. Getting old, yes, champ. Getting old. Yeah, man. But um, 
not too much drinking for me. They're chill, chilling, watching, uh, you know, movies, and uh, we'll we'll get to that. There's a couple things I want to see if you watch, but um, hmm. but what up, man? What's 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 on the docket for today? Let's run us down. First, first and foremost, um, I know we're gonna talk football later, but before we go forward, uh, we we need to talk to Mar Hamlin, uh, who was you know suffered a, a freak injury, if you will. Uh, that jeopardized almost that jeopardized his life. Um, you know, we we every the whole world watched that game. If they didn't watch the game, they watched it again. Um, you know, took a shot to the chest. Uh, Mar Hamlin, safety for the Buffalo Bills, took a shot to the chest that literally nearly killed him. And uh, God willing, God bless, he's doing well today. He's breathing, he's talking. He, I wouldn't be surprised if a year from now he doesn't play again. I wouldn't be yeah. surprised. I wouldn't be yeah. surprised because we've he's, we've seen crazier stuff, man. He's um, got that dog in him. You know, the first thing he at the first thing he says when he could speak again is, "Did we win?" Mm-hmm. And he's he's a kid, man. He's 24, 24 years old. Yeah. Um. You know, it's good that he's awake now. We know a lot more. Um, as far as, you know, where he is health wise and everything, you know, doing better in recovery. Um, but yeah, I mean, we've seen shit. Um, Jeff Green in the NBA had a, had a hole in his heart, you know what I'm saying? Open heart surgery. Dude's still playing today, 10 years later, something like that. Like we've seen, we've seen people do it. So he'll, I think he'll, I think he'll bounce back and be back. I think the, the biggest piece for him will probably be mental, right? Like mm-hmm. his last, last memories of being on the field is getting hit and almost dying. Like that, that's going to be traumatizing to anybody, but you know, um, ultimately the, the hope, right. Is that the doctors can figure out what it was, what it what led to it. You know, was it the hit or, you know, was it, you know, I have a theory, like my theory is today, Drug tests are crazy. Um, they they can't do coke to get amped up like people used to. So we hear that a lot of athletes get ready really? with. Really? Listen, let me finish. <laughs> they they we hear that a lot of athletes today um, uh, use the pre workout. You know what I'm saying? Because that gives you the adrenaline and gets your, your your stuff pumping. And there's a lot of fucking caffeine in that. You know, and you you think caffeine causes your heart to move faster, your heart rate to go up, and then Add to that now a big hit in that area or in general in the cold can cause your heart rate to go up even higher, adrenaline to go even higher. And I think, you know, I think it was just his body reacting to, you know, his his heart rate being too high. And I, I could be wrong, but, um, you know, no foul play on his part because everyone does it. It's, it's pre-workout. You know you're what I'm saying? You're probably largely wrong. But I, I will say I remember <laughs> I remember. When I was playing, I you know, everyone that has tackled someone has had that happen to them. Um, and that's why they tell you as a defender to stay low. Um, but as a runner, they literally tell you to put your shoulder in somebody's chest. And that's exactly what T. Higgins did. And this is one of those plays and it's a freak thing. And he probably doesn't even remember the occurrence because he's done it a thousand times. You know what I mean? Um, and I think that if he gets fully healthy, he'll get back on the horse and, and he'll figure it out. And I think maybe probably maybe a year or two from now, we'll see him playing again. And I don't even be think a big story. I don't even think it'll be that long. I think he'll be back next season. Yeah, I, I didn't want to say that fast, which I wouldn't be surprised about. 
But yeah, I think towards the end of next season, mid to end of next season, he'll be back. Yeah, because that's just 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 how he's wired. The and I hope he does. First thing, he, I hope so too. Do woke up first thing he asked was, "Did we win?" <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy the amount of um the amount of support that he got from everywhere, you know. And you know, it kind of helps you see a little bit of, you know. I think that was big for people to see that do we are that we are human. You know what I'm saying? That, not that just black, brotherhood, but that black men are human. Black NFL players are human. We're not mm-hmm. just workhorse cash cows like the world sees. Mm-hmm. But I think you know, just in America, like you saw prayers for from everybody, right? It, it wasn't for just a minute. There was a topic that happened that that people weren't worried about. Is he a Democrat? Is he a Republican? You know what I'm saying? Uh, does he? I mean, we did see people try to play on the on the vaccine and shit like that. Wow. And <laughs> you, you, you're gonna, you're always gonna have that. But you know, I think largely the the bigger piece for us in America was, yo, we just saw a man on TV some shit we haven't seen. We see the videos all the time. You know what I'm saying? But we saw on TV that this man could have really just, you know been you know donezo and um and there and people reacted to it so um i think uh as as a society we did a great job getting through that and uh you know showing support for him i think the nfl made some good decisions i don't think that that was their intent but i think they were forced that way based on you know how the teams were and, and the coaches and all of that um i think you know uh, on the other side of it now that we know he's healthy i feel uh, I kind of feel a little off for the Bengals, you know, because they did everything they could to support him and to p- support their team. And they're kind of getting the short end of the stick. And, um, you know, because that game's not being replayed and it's an opportunity for their win percentage to not be impacted, you know, largely in part for them to get a higher seating. Um, so, I, I mean, I, I'm glad they supported it. But, um, you know, in the scheme of things, I still think there should have been, hey, listen, this game needs to be played because of the week. If it was week two, different story. We talk about week 17, um, you know, and this shit, it, it makes a difference for for teams. And uh, I feel like it, it. they should have figured something out, some way to get it done. And um, I thought that, that was a miss. That would have been tough, though, for them to kind of reset and say, you know, okay, let's play the game now. It's kind of it's tough for them to reset that. You know, to line up with against those same guys, knowing that the last time they lined up, what happened, they they don't need to see each other for a while. <laughs> you know, they might it, see each other in a couple of weeks. Yeah, and, <laughs> and and that and that that's okay. But to to line that back up and say, okay, it's uh, seven to three, second quarter, that that would have been tough either side no nah, it would have it definitely would have i just think you know the from from a league standpoint there is a lot of impact there um and you know uh zach zach taylor came out and there was a there was a statement that he made that kind of you know made uh mention to that without being insensitive to the situation um and everything that took place afterwards but um yeah, man. Uh, and I know they're doing something funky, whereas if, you know, if it leads to Buffalo having home field or some shit, it's going to be a neutral field versus in Buffalo, mm. like some crazy shit the NFL came up with. But even still, that's that's a downside to someone, you know, to to anybody, right, to the Bills. Um, mm. So, but, you know, they got, for the most part, I think they got it right. I think they got it 99% right. There was that 1% that I think that could have been changed, but you can live with it. 
Um, and it's obviously that's where they're gonna move from. But um, shout out to Jamar Hamlin. He's awake. Um, you know the the good that came from it was his charity. He had a uh like a GoFundMe for twenty five hundred dollars for a charity, and ended up getting over eight million dollars for that. So again, that's us banding together as people. A lot of it was fans. I'm sure there was a couple players that put in, but you know, to get to that extreme amount. But I think a lot of it was, um, at least first night was fans and it got to like 1.5 million quickly. So, mm-hmm. um, and he's, I think he's a Pittsburgh native and, uh, he's heavy in that community. Like he really, really gives back to Pittsburgh and you know, that, that's what it's all about, man. And honestly, mm-hmm. looking at that moment, it really reminded me of back in Oh four when Corey Stringer died. I just remember or four or five might have been. Uh, I just remember how impactful it was, you know, because if you played the sport and you just understand, it just hits you different. You know what I mean? And that moment, that moment really touched me. It really hit me that moment and everything that came out from it. So it's beautiful, man. And glad that he's doing well. You know. Yep. But speaking of the 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 inflammatory uh esque comments, um, Skip Bayless, man. Skip Bayless is taking a lot of heat lately, man. And that that initial that tweet that he initially put out, I mean, he had a string of tweets, but it was one, and I think only one got seen, right? And and it shows how the algorithms can kind of mess you up because he had a string of tweets, but that was the one that people saw most and and went after it. And even when you read it in context, he really wasn't saying anything wrong, right? It yeah, I think it's just the way the way people perceive uh, you as a person. Skip has been in the news recently for being an, a complete dick. I mean, he's been a dick in the past, but not like recent. Like recently, he had that thing with Shannon Sharp, where Sh- he basically said to Shannon, "Like you not Tom Brady, so you don't almost like yo, you don't even get to talk about that man. You don't get to compare. You don't get to. You don't have an opinion because this guy to me is the goat, and you'll never be anywhere close to him. It's kind of you know." you know, how that was perceived and, and Shannon, you know, dealt with it uh, professionally as much as possible. But um, so you add to that. Now you have this this tweet, whereas, again, things get lost in context. And this is what happens today in text and in tweet and in Instagram, you know, whatever. Somebody drops a line or text someone versus picking up the phone and calling. And it can seem insensitive. It can be taken, you know, completely. I think this one was out of context. I think the way he ended it was basically saying, um, you know, it seems like it's no longer important, right? Or something like that. Or it's yeah, it's, exactly. it's irrelevant. It's not relevant. relevant now, yeah. And and I think people were thinking he was saying like the league is treating it like the game's not relevant, where he was kind of saying, and he even came out and said after, like my whole thing is saying this game no longer is relevant because we need matter. to be worried about, yeah, because we need yeah. to worry about the safety of, of DeMar Hamlin. And as much of a dick as as, as Skip Bayless is, you you can attest to it, me, Var, we I've all. Been, I've been killing them for years. Yeah. You know, there's still, like, you know, when, when we still got to, you know, when people make a mistake, and, and misinterpret something like you got to be accountable for that, and and I think that's what happened here. Yeah, and he and he left the tweet up, and the thing was, you know, he had a chance. I think it's also for me, he's he's very smart. You know, he's at Fox now because I think he, let's remember he has a history 
of being a writer for years. Mm-hmm. He was writing about the Cowboys, our Cowboys, uh, when I was a fan of the Cowboys in the 90s. He wrote about Emma Smith. He wrote about Nate, uh, Nate Newton. Nate Newton? Yeah, Nate Newton, 66. I got his autograph somewhere. Um, he wrote about these guys, and his, his pen, the way that he wrote, a lot of things were very sharp. To me, his writings always bordered the 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 racial uh, uh, stereotypes, undertones. undertones. Mm-hmm. It was always that stuff there, and I think even at ESPN, his takes. If you, I when I watched him faithfully at ESPN, I used to always say he's an undercover racist. Him, the other dude, Will, whatever his name is. Um, if you notice, all of those guys, Jim Rome's, the all of those guys, they left those places and they went to Fox. What's his name? Colin Coward, same guy. Always to me said racial undertones. They always said things that were seemingly racially motivated. You know, they would get on a black player about this and this guy, he's no class and just say these type things that if you look at it, you're you're talking more about football. You're not just talking about this person's character. So I think Skip, his his history of that, it's like uh, Vari's theory of 100 bridges. You could build a hundred bridges, <laughs> but you do one thing wrong, that's what you're always gonna be known for. And mm-hmm. in this situation, that was Skip. And it was so bad Shannon didn't come in the next day. And it just seemed like I guess at that point in time, for him and his level of responsibility, maybe he just shouldn't have said something like that. Cause even though he ended it to say that it's irrelevant, it was the context of the tweet that at that moment in this space. This is what you're worried about. And it didn't look good. I don't support Shannon Sharp in that not showing up the next day. Like I, I support him in everything else. Um, even the the day when he came the day after when he came and he started the monologue and Skip cut him off and that went into something. I even support Shannon Sharp and being upset there. But like next day, like we're 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 a team, like you're gonna put you know what's going on right now. You're gonna put me out in front of like this shit could fail. This this could be the dying. This could be the dying. You know, day for this fucking show. If something goes wrong, and you know, you as an individual, you should be there to support not only the the show uh, because you're a big part of it, but also me as you know your your coworker or you know friend. You know, I grant it. You know, some of the shit Skip said to him recently doesn't make him feel like he's a friend, but you know, we know they're friends, and um, I feel like he left them on the. Uh, Left them out to dry there, and um, I just don't. I don't support that piece to it. Well, let's also let's also be sensitive to the fact that you know Shannon, like me, or those of us that may have played, they felt that in real time. So I think it was part of that too. And you got to be aware. You got to be self aware. You know what I'm saying? If he wasn't emotionally ready, and listen, Shannon Sharp is a big guy. But I think if you can, if you watch him over the years, you can deduce that he's a pretty emotional guy. He wears his heart on his sleeve. Mm-hmm. He says things. He says things that he's not always sure about. Um, and he was in the moment, so he might have just needed some time. You know what I mean? And and hey, listen, he came back the next day and still got shit from from Skip. So Skip still looked like a dickhead. So at the end of the day, just Skip Bayless, man. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Man. Yeah. I mean, listen, he's he's a old white dude from 
where is he from? Arkansas, Texas, or Oklahoma, or something like Oklahoma. That. You're right. You're absolutely right. I think it's Oklahoma. Like, what do you expect? Like, what do you expect? Same thing with Jerry Jones when the Jerry Jones picture came out. Like, you know, these guys, as much as they want to, and and they probably, you know, are not racist. You know, but they are. They they grew up around it. They grew up around it. It was in their family. It was in their blood. It was in their genes. But you can't be racist. Let me let me take this back. Um, it's it's back. difficult. It's difficult. It would be an extremely difficult um, task to be racist and try to cover sports today because black it's black. Like sports are black. Black athletes have taken over every single sport, including hockey. Including hockey. Now, granted, there's more less of us in hockey. But the one, you know, black dude that is there is a beast. He's a monster. P.K. Subban still feels the race. And I think there's more. There's, yeah, I was going to say there's more than one. But, there, you know, there's a few that are, that are pretty damn good. But when you think about tennis, right? Tennis is ours. Golf is ours. Basketball is ours. You turn on basketball, you're lucky to see. If you see somebody that is not um, African-American, they're probably from Europe. Like the pure, everyday... Um, American Caucasian is not in basketball in the NBA in, anymore. You know, um, they are, but they're not Tyler heroes. You know, you got five of them. Right. But the ratios uh, baseball too, right. Hispanics. Right. Still, but you still have your races. You still have your racist undertones. You know, we see it all the time. Shut up and dribble. All no, no, there's there's absolutely undertones, and some of those people are absolutely. But I, I'm just saying, like for for guys like that, like Skip, and you know, um, again, they might have grown up around it, and because of that, you know, some of the stuff they say can be, um, you know, uh, an echo of some of what they've heard in the past, and just they don't know that they've said something that can be perceived a specific way, and, and that's just my me shooting them bail. I don't think I really don't think yeah. they're that they're truly. I don't think that they think that black people are not equal, right? When you're covering sports and you see that that uh, you know the amount of um, you know athleticism and you know 100 superior in in that right, right? <laughs> you know it, it it'll be a you'd be hard pressed to say I oh, know yeah we're the superior race, like you know what I'm saying, like. Um, but yeah, it is what it is, man. Listen, Skip, uh, we know what Skip is. Um, Will Kane, on the other hand, yeah. Will Kane, that's his name. Yeah, yeah. fucking yeah. racist. Yeah. Fucking racist. Him. I've never like. I've always killed Skip, Will Kane, Colin Coward, um, Jim Rome. I- I've never liked any of them guys. I've mm-hmm. never liked any of them. It's Jim Rome to me is like the Bill Burr of um, of sports casting. Like his. I, I agree. His, like Bill Burr's jokes be eighty nine percent racist, and but people be like, ah, but there's that eleven cent eleven percent of not racist that makes me think he's okay. And I think uh, Jim Rome is the same way. Like he's just he just spouts off at the mouth, and eighty nine percent of the stuff he says you could perceive a specific way, but we give him we give him the benefit of the doubt because he has a little bit of swag to him. You know what I'm saying? And he's been attached to. Some some black people in the past on shows and stuff like that. But does Bill Burr have a white white a black wife? Um, I doubt I feel it. Like he does. <laughs> I doubt. I feel it. Like he does. He might. He might. But um, either way, you know, listen. Um, 
is what it is. Why? Why when I go? She's black. Like I said it. Why when I Google? I start to Google him. I say Bill Burr. The wife pops up as the third thing, and she's black. Nina Renee. Nia Renee Hill. She's oh, there you go. So I can't. I can't be racist, right? Eh. Eh. You know our people. All our people, like we say, all our skin folk and our kin folk. No, you're right. So you're right. She could be one of those. We don't know. But she's pretty. She's beautiful, though. Definitely beautiful. Well, he's rich. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you rich and you and listen, man. Um, let me just let me walk that back. <laughs> let me walk that back. Um, <laughs> yeah. Hey, we learned something new today. You get the nicest things when you're rich, right? Nicest cars, best food, nice house. Oh, yeah. You better, you better have the nice companion. Absolutely, absolutely. So, so let's stick to the NFL, man. It's it's playoff time. Um, your team is rolling. You get a win today. Eagles lose, which I think is going to happen. Y'all going to clinch the number one seed, right? That could be. I don't. Um, I don't feel confident in. And the only reason I don't feel confident in the Eagles losing is because. Um, the Giants have nothing to play for. They're not going to play Saquon. They're probably not going to play Daniel Jones. Like, you know, Brian Dabble is – he is the fat white Madden player that is up by 40 in the fourth quarter and pulls his starters. Like, that that's him. You know what I'm saying? And, and he, he does not see the benefit, you know, of being able to take his Giants team and go out there, especially if Jalen Hurts is playing – if they could win that game, it may not mean shit today, but if you could find a way to see them in the Eastern Conference, I'm sorry, uh, yeah, in ECF or even before that, it, it could mean something for morale for your team. It could also mean something for their team to be worried about, yo, we just lost to these guys. Um, as a coach, you got to think like that. Sure, you got to think injury and you don't want any senseless injuries. And But if you get down 14-0 or, or 17-0, then you pull them, right? But if you get up 14-0, 17-0, then maybe you keep, you know, then you roll and you try to try to not beat these guys. You know what I'm saying? So I think um, Brian Dable plays his guys. I think he comes from the mindset of telling his guys, look, injuries happen. This is football. We're going to go out there. We're going to set a momentum. We're going to set a tone because for him and these Giants, everything with them is about momentum and it's about role. You know, he's taking this team that everyone wrote for dead Daniel Jones. And I've been on the pod to say Daniel Jones is a good quarterback. I think Daniel Jones is a good quarterback. I've said that. And he's taken his team and he showed the world that, look, this team is better than you thought he was. They were, and we're on a roll. And I think he's going to try to punch Philly in the mouth today. I really do. I think he's going to try to punch Philly in the mouth and demoralize them. Cause they're I don't the think, ones on a losing streak. Yeah. I don't think that team's good. I think the coaching is great. Right. When you have so you think about it, when you have a good team and decent coaching or bad coaching, you can do well when you have a bad team or decent team and great coaching. You can do well. Look at, you know, the Patriots, you know, all them years. Right. Um, And even still this year. Right. The Patriots are absolute shit show, but they got a decent head coach, terrible offensive coordinator who is a defensive coordinator. Um, But they're doing the playoffs right now because they beat they beat a shitty Jets team twice in a row. A very talented team that the quarterback situation, yeah, it's been a flop, but you had a rookie offensive coordinator that has been shit all year. 
you have a rookie head coach, second year guy, that your little your your best friend's home your your best friend, your homeboy, his little brother is your offensive coordinator. And instead of checking this dude, you allowed him to do bullshit, which now has affected your quarterback. It affects your team. And now you're on the outside looking in. And to your point, you know, you were giving Mike McCarthy shit. I felt like we should have had Mike McCarthy. Um, and look at Brian Dable doing his thing. Doug Peterson, Jacksonville, doing mm-hmm. their thing. I mean, this NFL is a sport of no other. If anything else, your head coach matters. You know what I mean? And you can have as much talent as you want. If you don't have the right head coach, you're done. And speaking of Jets Nation, Robert Sala is in it. He's not. He's not a head coach. I don't even know that he's a competent coordinator, but he's not a head coach. You gotta have you gotta have a motivator of men. You can't have he was a he was a cultural hire. Woody Johnson and them hired him, you know, for a diversity pick. He's a clean cut guy. He's young and he has the pedigree of experience, but he's not a head coach. It's just not. I think Robert Sala could be a head coach. Um, I think he could be a good head coach. Um, he's a defensive guy. He doesn't know how to he doesn't know how to let go of the defense. Um, your defense is great. Your defense is very, very, very good. Um, the talent that you have there, he's done well with it, and that's what he knows. So to your point, you can't just go out and get somebody's little brother because you're friends and make them your offensive coordinator. You have to go out and get a proven guy who you know can draw plays, who can run the offense, and in those situations at the end of the game, you feel confident in saying, listen, you're the offensive guy. When we have the ball, two-minute drives or whatever, I need you to kind of make some of those decisions. You know, I need you to be in front of the ref, call the timeout if it's needed, like, so I don't miss that, you know. Um, and, and I think that's the key to Salah right now. He's a two-year, second-year coach, you know, and you're going to make those mistakes, but some of them are going to be costly, and we saw for you guys it, it absolutely was. Um, but, yeah, I mean, again, good team, bad coach, mediocre record. You know what I'm saying? Um if you have a, a a a decent coach, you have a coach that can get it done. You guys make the playoffs. You know, same yeah. thing. And that's and that's what the Giants have. The Giants have, you know, a great coach and a mediocre team. But you can't have horrible this and good this and 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 expect it to lean towards the good way. It's just a scale. You know what I mean? And, and that's it. We we started the we started off seven and four, and the rails the wheels came off. You have games where we're playing against the Minnesota Vikings. Defense comes out flat. Offense is up and down. We come back. We almost win. Coaching decisions. Down in the red zone. Instead of punching the ball in, run the football. We we, we, we go four and out on pass plays. Stupid shit. Same thing with the Lions. We lose. We take the lead. We lose on a fourth and like 11, whatever it was, to a fake fucking punt <laughs> to the tight end. That, that's never done anything. That's purely coaching. It's purely coaching. It's the difference between Bill Belichick. Uh, it's the difference between Harbaugh. You know, these people in Baltimore have given this guy shit, but he's done nothing but make water with uh, wine with water. You know what I mean? It's like these are the moments where you call the timeout. Hey, it's fourth and this. Don't let a motherfucker come out this way. C.J. Mosley, you're a, a veteran linebacker. How do you let this fifth string tight end skeek out on you on a fucking 
uh, punt and, and, and get a touchdown. It's the little things. And that's why we need right now, while y'all are doing y'all thing, while the Cowboys are winning, uh, we need to go. Woody Johnson needs to go to Sean Payton, say, hey, what is it that you want? I'll give you whatever you need. Whatever you want, come coach this football team. Change it around. Because we haven't had a good football coach since Bill Parcells. And that was the ending part of Bill Parcells. Greg Ryan is close second. Sean Payton has been rumored to be speaking with Denver. Um, Of course, that's just talks. And, of course, he can end up anywhere. Um, but I think they're s- scheduled to talk, but, um, Denver did say that they don't condone or they're not releasing them to have, I'm sorry, not Denver, the Saints, New Orleans, to, New Orleans to have, to have face-to-face contact until at least January 17th. Um, so before then it'll be all, you know, uh, virtual or remote and, um, but yeah, Sean Payne can be a difference maker for a lot of teams, uh, a lot of teams that are close, um, and could make it. Um, including the Jets, that that would be a good spot for him. Washington would be a very good spot for him. Um, you know, there's there's opportunity for him in this league. Um, <clears throat> I would love him in Dallas. Whether we win or lose, I would love him in Dallas. I hate Mike McCarthy. This dude is absolute trash. And we will see <clears throat> at some point in this playoffs where he will make a blunder in not calling a timeout or wasting a timeout or, you know, faking some shit when he like that. You just talked about Harbaugh. And the thing about Harbaugh is he knows what he has on his team. He knows what's real and what's what's not. And this guy plays the game the way it's supposed to be played. If it's fourth and one, he kicks the field goal. He's not going to. Oh, it's fourth and three. And, you know, we're on the 36. Let me give it a shot because they'll never think about it. No, this dude kicks the field goal. Right. And then he lets his defense play the game and they win a lot of close games and they keep scores low and stuff like that. They don't they're not worried. He's not worried about the shootouts. He's not worried about I got to scare these guys off by going forward on fourth and five, you know, just because like that's the shit that, you know, to what Vari always says. And we always say we always co-sign it is, you know, you're trying to be smarter. You're trying to outsmart the other guy. And and really all you have to do is, you know, it's yeah, it's chess. You, You like you have a you have. You know, your opponent's queen in your sight with a rook, and you decide you're going to take the bishop and let him have his queen just in case because he'll never think, he'll never see this coming. And two moves forward, you can mate him. And guess what? Now he, he you know, you lose the game. It's just stupid shit like that. I mean, you just got to be smarter, man. You got the, these coaches have to be smarter and they have to stop trying to outsmart. But nevertheless, what is our record? 13 and. Okay. All right. I'm just saying. But that's also talent, right? I mean, think about it. We, we've we been in some situations, a lot of situations, where a team with that much talent, we've been up. Look, we lost the, ja- lost the Jaguars game. Jaguars game. Jaguars game. Talent. Listen, we could. Over the years. We could. 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 We stay in the playoffs. He, listen, he. he um, Y'all stay in the playoffs? We stay in the playoffs. Check it. Check the record. He. um, He. um. We could be winning the NFC East right now. Y'all will. If he no, we could have we could be in the driver's seat today if he didn't screw up on that Jacksonville call. How are you gonna leave these guys a timeout? However much time it is, you're leaving these guys a timeout 
because you decide you're going to pass on third and seven instead of just running the ball, either letting them run the timeout or run the clock down the double digits. Right. And then they come, they kick the field goal, they tie it and they win in overtime. Like these are, yeah. these are just decisions as, as a coach, you can't let happen. Like those are things that you like maybe when you're Doug, talking about as close Doug Peterson to, just has your number as close as the, as close as the, um, uh, as close as the standings were, you should be playing to win. You should not be playing to, well, we'll see because we've already clinched the playoffs. You know what I'm saying? Well, I predict today the Eagles will lose and y'all will be number one. That is the hope. That's the hope. But um, from your mouth to God's ears, and I don't know that that happens only because I'm I'm not confident uh, that the Giants are going to play their starters. If they Brian, do, if Brian he does, Eagles gonna play him. there's a choice. There's a chance there. Brian uh, Davis is going to play him. They, they want to beat Philly. They want to they punch him in the mouth. They want to send a message. They want to send a statement. We'll I see. think this was going to happen. Even if they don't, I still think they're going to lose because I just think Philly, I think Philly has gotten bad at the wrong time. Yeah, like, you could be right. Like they haven't, they haven't played talent all year, and and the back end of their schedule has been tough, the toughest part. Whereas mm-hmm. you know, listen, the NFC East in, inclusive of the Cowboys, the Giants, Washington. You know, we've had the very the easiest run to the playoffs this year. We had we got to play the NFC North, which is fucking Bears, uh, Lions, Washington Green Bay. I'm sorry, not Washington, um, Minnesota Green Bay, mm-hmm. and we had we got to play the AFC South and then each other. Right, like those are that's a recipe for a good division. That's why you see all four teams had a chance at making the playoffs if Riverboat Ron didn't suck. Um, and three will make have made it. So, um, but there have been some challenging parts to each team's schedule, and Philly's challenging part has come at the end of the year, including some divisional games. And I think this is where we'll see: are they just as good as people think, or you know, were they just playing bad teams and and pulling it out? I mean, think about some of the wins they barely got over Indy, where they won by one point, and they were really losing that game and won with like seventeen seconds left or some shit like that. Um, you know, they lost to Washington. They struggled mightily with the with with Detroit. You know, when when they play some teams with a little bit of talent and some defenses that can hustle, it gets tough on Philly. And um, you know, that Giants defense is is pretty damn good. Yeah, that that is a scary team because they're rolling and you know, the Giants just you never know, man. You just never know what you're gonna get from that franchise. Um, and, and that's a, that's a scary, scary team for anybody right now. So, um, what do you think of the, the QB carousel that's going on right now? Uh, you know, the jets in our situation, I think they have to stick by Zach Wilson. Cause that was your number two pick overall. Number one pick of that draft. Um, talking about Derek Carr trading for Derek Carr. What do you, what do you think about all this shit that's going on? Teams have to let guys breathe, man. Like you gotta let guys breathe. Zach Wilson is is the guy that you guys need to let breathe. Look at um uh what's his face down in, in Carolina that you had? Um Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold. You guys didn't let him breathe. And and he's uh, he was down there in Carolina. Actually, luckily Tampa Bay won that game last week in overtime. But I, I he, was so happy. <laughs> but he he could have been a guy that made the playoffs coming off an of injury and being the savior for that for that squad. And he will probably be the starter next year. Um, and this is at every level. This is in every sport. Same thing. Think about 
basketball, right? Lori McCannon played for, for the Bulls. And this guy, they would not let this guy breathe. They went out, they traded him, they brought in DeMar DeRozan and Zach Levine and Vucevic. And Mark Cannon is in Utah right now, and he Cookie. is the star it's the star of that team. He, you know what I'm saying? Think Cookie. about the Lakers. The Lakers went out, oh, let's go get AD and LeBron and, and Westbrook. They could have had all these dudes that are stars today in the league. They had all of them at one point. Julius Randle's cooking right now. Randall, um, homeboy down in Kuzma. New Orleans, the Kuzma's cooking in Washington. Like you got to let these dudes like grow. You're looking at a kid that's 19, 20, 21, maybe 22 yeah. coming in the league, playing against 27 year old men that have been doing this for five, six years. In New York. And, with, and, and with a rookie offensive coordinator that doesn't know shit. And, and, and defensive coach. That, yeah, that, that's the other thing. Why, why the fuck do we have a defensive coach when defense has never been our problem in the last 20 years? It's fucking offense. Yeah. Yeah. Same. I mean, listen, we, you have that, you, you have that problem in a lot of places. I think you, you have to give this guy, um, you got to give him a chance, man. Like there, I don't know if Mike White is the guy, Mike White. I think he's a good, just like, um, like our backup. Um, he got it done for us when Dak was out. Um, but he's not a Super Bowl uh, quarterback. And Mike White, same thing. I think is he's a good quarterback. He can probably do well. Same thing in that that the Raiders are going to go through with Jared Stidham. Stidham is not their guy. They're going to trade Carr, but they're not going to go with Stidham. Stidham looked good yesterday. He looked good last week. He is not a Super Bowl winning quarterback. You're not winning a Super Bowl with with Stidham. You're not winning Super Bowl, Mike White. You're not winning a Super Bowl. With, um, I don't think that that San Fran wins a Super Bowl. Purdy, Brock Purdy, like the, these are guys that they're good enough to win some regular season games. I don't think those are guys that are going to make the throw or the play. And look at um Gardner Minshew, same thing, right? Minshew mania in Philly. Let's plug him and play him. He looked okay versus Dallas. Well, they got stomped the fuck out last week. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like these are guys that can get it done. In a sh- in a short period of time because there's no tape on them, but as soon as you get tape on them, they can't adjust. And it looks like Miami Dolphins, right? Dolphins, mm-hmm. same thing. Mm-hmm. People have adjusted to the Dolphins, and they are now an eight and eighteen, and mm-hmm. they could end up at eight and nine, missing the playoffs this week. I hate to say it, but when you're right, you're right. I hate to say it, but when you're right, you're right. It's rare. It's it's rare that you have to say it. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, yeah, we're gonna see today, man. Uh let's pray for Vari because <laughs> Yeah. He's gotta be going through it. We like, might not see that, that guy for a while. Yeah, to watch that team go through they, what they went who they through. Play today? The Jets. The Jets. And you guys could knock them out. Wear oh. out. The only other thing that'll be nasty about that if we beat them, the Patriots get in. Um, I'd rather see the Patriots lose and watch Pittsburgh get in. I'd rather see Pittsburgh and Mike Tomlin get in than, I, than anything else. You know, I I want the Dolphins to lose. Um, the reason I want the Dolphins to lose is because I don't like Tyree Kill because he's a baby beater. Um, you know, and because at the beginning of the year. Remember, Vari and all the Dolphins fans. Oh, we we rolling. We about to win the Super Bowl. We don't need uh, what you call it? What's his name? The old coach. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, Brian. Brian. Um, mm, his name. 
But mm-hmm. yeah, we got a new young coach. He's hip. He wears Invicta watches. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like we're gonna. He's half black. We we it. We got all the speed. You know what I'm saying? Listen, man. It the it's 17 weeks for a reason. Same thing with Philly. Same thing is happening with Philly. 17 weeks. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Brian Flores. Brian Flores. There you go. That's who he is. Shout out to Brian Flores. Yeah, man. Yeah. All right. We, we talked some NFL. Um, I wanted to say something. I've been noticing on IG, man. They've been a lot of, like, a lot of male shows, like, just reclaiming manhood, it seems. Like, just talking about the toxic women out there, talking about toxic relationships and just really standing up for men these days. Uh, I've, I've, I've been surprised at it because in the society that we're in today, you know, men seemingly can do the right. And it's been interesting. It's a toxic world, man. Men, men are, um, I still, I still go by what, um, uh, Chris Rock said, (laughs) like the only ones who the only time anybody cares about a man um, is if they can provide, if they can do something. You know what I'm saying? Like nobody's checking. People still not checking for men's mental health. So you like they could they could go out there and stand on it and be like, oh, women are treating men bad and blah 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 blah. Still nobody checking on men's health. You know what I'm saying? Mental health. And it's not just from what women do. It's the everyday life of having to be a provider. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like this, mm-hmm. we live live in a world where like violence you see violence every day you open your phone you see people getting shot killed beat up houses being broken into cars being stolen like hit, hit with the bowling ball hit with the bowling ball like this this is just like we live in a world where as a man you know when you have pride you have to protect you know what i mean you have to protect your family you have to provide for your family and it's getting harder and harder to do that without getting more and more stress and you know that i think is we see a lot of people having heart attacks we see a lot of people you know with health issues we see a lot of people you know taking their lives and shit like that like we live in a world where it is really, really tough on on um, on men in general, no matter the race. Like I know a lot of people say black men, but men in general, you know, um, and you, it's good to see things moving in that direction. But um, listen, when's the last time somebody picked up the phone and called you and said, "Yo, how you doing? How's your mental health? Oh, fortunately for me, a lot. Fortunately, okay. fortunately for me, a lot. So I, I can't even be I can't even lie. But. You're right, man. It, it's you know, it, it's that's the world we're in, it's, and uh, all we get is a big piece of chicken. Mm-hmm. Outside of like out for me, outside of you know, my mom, like ain't nobody checking for my mental health. Luckily, I'm good. I'm you know, I'm I'm not. Listen, the shit that I've gone through, a lot of motherfuckers would have won themselves by now. You know what I'm saying? Like I tell you. Um, but you got to keep pushing. You got to make it happen, and and that's that's what we do. Jim Jones, you know, he's got that that viral video that he put out. Like, you know, what I'm saying, um, years ago, it's hard times. You go through hard times. My family never gonna know. My wife ain't gonna know it. My kid ain't gonna know it. They're not gonna feel it. Um, but when it's on and popping again, we back to what it is. You know what I'm saying? What what video? I remember the Jim Jones video when he was like real scruffy or something. Uh, yeah, I'll grab it. Um, uh, 
You talk and I'll play. I'll find it and play. Okay. Yeah, no, I mean, I I just think, um, I think, I think, you know, for society, uh, and I don't want to sound too bad, but <laughs> white men have run the world for centuries. Uh, white men enslaved people. Uh, <laughs> white men have done a lot. And I think we're all feeling the result of that. Um, and I don't know, I can't say that it's still every white person, white man, but, you know, I think a lot of what society and people have been saying over the years is a result of that, you know, corporately, um, just everything, everything you're talking about, even when you're talking about the rights to abortion and all of that type of stuff, it, it, white men have run the nation, run the world. Uh, so yeah, I mean, it's, it's tough when you look at it. I just like that people of color men of color are are speaking up about today's thing and society and you know i'm I'm with that i'm with that i like it yeah man reclaiming our time yeah i mean listen we there's um again we talk about having to be having having to provide and inflation is tough man (laughs) inflation is tough and nobody's out there saying you know it's not a lot of people out there that's saying, you know, you got to pay people more, <laughs> you know. And so as a man, you got to you got to start looking like, damn, the price is going up on everything. Um, shit. <laughs> How do I make ends meet? You know? Yeah. Um, and then if you're from if you're a man from a certain place. You start to think like, all right, well, I know how to get to it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, I know how to get to it if I need to. And then the system comes in. Right. And then you start to think about, all right, well, maybe I, that's probably not the best idea. Yeah. Then the system comes in. That that happens then. That happens then. Yeah. But, yeah, what can I say? Um. Well, speaking of that, in toxic men and toxic relationships, uh, Meg the Stallion, Tory Lane's verdict comes out. And they have ruled Tory to be guilty. Um. A lot of people in the uproar saying the evidence doesn't support it, saying that, you know, it was a bad verdict, all of that. Uh, what do you think? Um, I think there was a lot of loopholes. Uh, I think there's a lot of loopholes in the stories. Um, you had two sides. You had two sides of a story. Actually, you had three sides of a story. His side, Meg's side, and Kelsey, Kelsey's side. And um, she didn't testify. She didn't, but you know, she, there's still things that she said, um, and there was, you know, some words that she. And there was a point where she said something like, um, uh, "Tori didn't have the gun" or something like that. It was some wild shit that that was just like, you know, there's so many loop, so many holes in there to where it's like, is it easier for them to? You know, there, there's, there was doubt. That's all. It I'm makes saying. you wonder. It makes you wonder. There was a large shadow of a doubt. No gun residue on this guy at all. How is it that Kelsey has more gun residue on her than he does, and yet he's the one that said the shatter? Right. How, how does that happen? Did he use gloves? How does that happen? Um. Yeah. No, listen, I, I'm 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 with you. I'm with you 100. Um, I feel like there there will be an appeal. 
um, and it'll end up back at trial again, and something may or may not happen, right? But you know, it's 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 a scary place when if he is um, in fact um, innocent in some way. You know, I say if because he's currently been found guilty, but if if that's not what happened, and he ends up serving whatever time, being deported, his his whole career can go down the drain. Like the shit is just nasty, yo. It's nasty. Yeah, yeah. I, that we definitely have to. VP believes that you know it's a case closed thing. It's a done deal because of the verdict, right? But this is the same person that you know is still still thinking that Trump deserves jail time, which he's never going to get. But if there's a smoking gun somewhere, there's a smoking gun everywhere. So I don't know. I think I think we definitely have to continue to watch this space because to me, it's, it's some unanswered things that don't make sense. I don't know how you can shoot somebody and not have gun, shot, gun residue all over your body in some degree. Uh, but hey, here we are. Here we are. We'll, we'll, we'll continue. We're not going to we're not going to put a pin in it. We're not going to close that chapter as VP suggested. We're going to watch that space. We're going to see what the appeal comes to. We're going to see what happens. Um, moving forward, though, Steve, you're a hip-hop guy, a rap hip-hop fan, right? I do a little bit. One thing I wanted to always ask and talk about, who would you say? is what you believe to be one of the most overrated rappers of all time. And when we say overrated, let's just be clear. We're not saying they're bad. We're not saying they don't make good music. We're not saying they they don't have talent. We're not saying they don't have bars. But when we talk about being overrated, that's just it. Rated too high. People's top 10, top five. Who is, and I have a feeling that me and you are both going to agree whether we say the same person or not, I think we're going to agree. But who do you believe is one of the most overrated rappers of all time? Hmm. I don't know. I will pick one for you that I know you would agree with. I'd have to I'll, think. I'd have, I have I to think about I it. I want but you yeah, to continue to think. But I'm going to pick one for you that I wasn't thinking about before the show. And then I'm going to expose mine. Or, or divulge mine. Lil Wayne is definitely one of the most overrated rappers of all time, for sure. Um, I know we both agree on that. But I will say, my pick for overrated rapper, a lot of people going to hate me for this, Andre 3000. Hmm. One of the most overrated rappers. He is extremely highly rated. He is very highly touted. I mean... Oh, man. I can't. Okay. When you, when you talk about Andre 3000, people are putting him in the top five, top ten. I can't think of a memorable bar of his on any song. One of his most, one of the best songs they have is a joint with UGK. And to me, his verse is hard. But Pimp C had the best verse to me. Pimp C had the best verse to me. You know what I mean? Like, I, I can't think of a song that stands out to me that Andre 3000 has that I just got to hear it. And when it comes on, nothing else can be played. Like, I was at brunch yesterday, and Imaginary Players dropped. I almost lost my motherfucking mind. Like, you, like, 
we, people putting him up there with Jay Z with Nas. What has he said? I, I I've never seen an Andre three thousand fan drop a line of my of his that that sticks out in my mind. Biggie has the 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 cheese steak eggs, eggs Welch's grape. You know, Biggie has so many memorable joints. Method Man has so many memorable joints. Pac, you know, people get on Pac, but Pac for what he was, even you can go back to the Changes song. Uh, even though it seems heaven sent, we ain't ready to see a black president. I can't think of an Andre 3000 bar that is time-lasting to me. That you just, oh, man, Andre 3000 said, I, I can't think of one. I can't think of one. No, you're right. I think um, putting him, putting Andre in, in the top five is tough. That's tough. That's a that's a bit much for me. Um, uh, he's got bars. I mean, he's got a lot of good bars. When you go back and listen to some, I had to do that too because I was like, "Yo, why do people dick ride this dude?" Um, but like, I go back to like the "Walk It Out" remix. I think he murdered that. You know, um, it's "Walk It Out." When you go, I know, but his verse was probably "Walk It Out" like Usher. If you say real talk, I probably don't trust you. Still. Yeah, he has he's he he has some shit like to say top five that's tough i I don't even know that he makes my top 10 um personally i think he should be regarded i think he should be respected but they make it seem like he's you know what it is when you go out on an on an up note and people want more from you um they make you they put you on a pedestal and they make you like this um like this artifact, it's like a you know martyr. what I'm saying? <laughs> so yeah, so when when people are like, "Oh, I can't wait for to hear more Andre 3000," and he's like, "Well, I'm not rapping no more," and then they see him at coffee shops and he's doing all this wild shit and he's eclectic and eccentric, you know what I'm saying? They're like, "Oh, we, you know, we need more Dre, we need more Dre, we need more Dre." Um, but you know, I, I do think you know you got to give give him his props, got to give Outkast his props. He's he's nice. Um, the thing that, you know, what makes it tough is people have to also understand that when you say overrated, you don't mean you're not calling someone trash. You're just saying that where people have certain individuals listed, um, just doesn't fit what you think. And I agree with you with Lil Wayne. Um, although as I look now and I look, you know, I compare what he was saying and doing to the, the trash that we have now, it makes it seem like he's great. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Um, same thing with Andre 3000. I think, you know, he's, I think he's good. I think he deserves his, 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 um, his respect. Uh, I don't think he should get touted as, you know, people like, oh, he's got, he probably got the best pen in, in, in hip hop. Nah, no, that's, that's, that's excessive. That's a bit much. Who, who do you, I mean, we've talked about this before, but who do you have in your top five? I can't think of who do you have in your top five? Top five? Yeah. Um, shit. My top All five time. is, my top five is always different from everybody else's because I don't have Pac there. Um, me too. Me too. How about that? Um, in 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 no order, just names off the top of my head. Um, Jay, mm-hmm. uh, Biggie. Those are mm-hmm. always those are those are two that'll always be there. Um, Jada Kiss is making his way up there, man. For me, um, I, I don't know that he's five. I'm thinking. I got to think through it, but. I, this guy's 
fucking 25, 30 years, never missed a beat, never not put something out hot. Like there was never a downtime for, for Kiss where you say, where anyone can say, oh, remember when he was no good. Like, remember when he was trash? Remember when he fell off? Like, there was a time when the locks wasn't doing it. There was a time when they was trying to figure out their solo stuff. But there was always Kiss, always cameos, always, you know, uh, he was on an R&B track. Like, there's, you know, for me, it makes it tough for me, you know, not to put Kiss up there somewhere. Um, uh, But when you get past that... um, Man, I wish I wish we had more catalog from Pun because I really want to put him in 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 that uh, in that discussion. Mm-hmm. Um, just off of lyrical ability, uh, yep. I know I know people hate it, and you're gonna downplay it and dislike it, but I have to put Eminem somewhere up there. Um, just off of you know, shit. Uh, Marshall Mathers three. I want to say the shit is amazing um and and just being able to kind of stay relevant in in a, a space where you're not really welcome you know what i'm saying um either people like you or they hate you you know it's and this guy finds a way to stay relevant he makes amazing beats you know you throw all of that all of that together and he you know for me he he gets up there um man it's tough nas Nas, Nas definitely got to be up there for me. Um, mm-hmm. I think Nas is probably at the. I mean, say again, same thing. I mean, he did that, and that's the difference for me, right? With 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 Nas, he had his down times. He had his times where he disappeared, and where people were like, "Ooh, maybe he's not in my top five, right?" And and to me, I don't. There was never that time in that span of time, same span of time, or a little bit. He's been around a little longer than Jada, but you know that span of time where you could say Kiss was not relevant, was not around, was not on a track somewhere, didn't have a verse somewhere, and that's why it makes it really hard for me not to put Jada Kiss in in, in my top five. But yeah, Nas is definitely up there. I'd have to, you know, if if I'm rounding it out to kind of keep it short, uh, Jay Z, Biggie, um, Nas, Kiss. Um and um, it's it's pun M, um Snoop like I I respect the fuck out of Snoop like I go back to Doggy Style now at forty years old and listen to and I'm like yo (laughs) Snoop was different yeah 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 I mean uh I got Pac Big Nas I would say Rakim Pac Big Nas Rakim uh, and I mean, it's always gonna be L for me. Yeah, you know, yeah. It's always gonna be L for me. I think LL is your favorite. Oh, yeah, no question, man. When you look at, you know, people forget this dude came in the game 16, 17 years old, you know, and he changed the game. And then you're talking about the battle aspect, and you're talking about staying relevant. <laughs> that motherfucker went from eighty five to at least two thousand five. To at least, and I mean, still just repping the game, hip hop, just being at it from his core. This dude was, he he rapped in multiple eras, literally multiple eras, you know. And and him and Jay have had the same history, but it, Jay it just took Jay a little longer to hit. But yeah, I mean, 
hell, man, you, you just go back to how he just rapping from radio to to uh, Mr. Smith. Like, the dude just transcended, man. And, you know, we wouldn't have what we have today in hip-hop without him. So, I mean, I always just think he deserves that credit. Rakim, I think if Rakim wasn't such a humble and hood dude, <laughs> people would have gotten to see more out of him. You know what I mean? But the dude just, he changed the game. You know what I mean? Changed the game. Like, lyrically, you wouldn't have the catch that you have today without him. Um, but then after that, you know, I, I loved Pun. Um, Pun was one of the lyrically best rappers we will ever see, ever. So um, that would be it for me. But Andre 3000, in comparison, if you're looking at lyrics and music and everything else, I, I just don't see what people see to call them top five, top ten. I, I just don't see it. I don't see it. No, I got you. I feel you. Peep this. Peep this audio I found. I was looking for Jim Jones shit. Hmm. What does it mean to be a man? It means that no matter what you do, it's never good enough. <laughs> We're supposed to pay for dinner. We're supposed to open doors for them. We're supposed to help them carry heavy stuff. We're supposed to call them ma'am. And nowadays, that's insulting. It means your mental health does not fucking matter. Male suicides make up three times the amount of female suicides. Shit's crazy, man. I've seen that. I've seen that clip before, and it's true. And like I said, at one point, I know black men were the leaders in suicide. Period. So, uh, it's it's tough, man. I think in a society where we're talking about we're, we're talking about people and worrying about people and their self determination and their feelings, how do you then exclude men? If you're worried about people and humanity, how do men? How do you do all of that and say, oh no? We could do all of this, but men, nah, y'all don't need anything. How does that work? <laughs> if you're worried about all people, how are we not included? I don't get it. I don't get it. Black men stay liquid, man. We we gotta we gotta, you know, be on our P's and Q's and really look out for each other because society's unforgiving. And uh a lot of times we're doing it to ourselves, especially in the streets. So society is unforgiving, but we're very forgiving. We're such a forgiving people and culture. Like you could cross us today, and and because we feel like we're the strongest people in the world, we still trust. You know what I'm saying? We're like, yo, we, you know, and maybe it's not full full on trust, but you still let people back into conversations and circles that they probably shouldn't be there. You know what I'm saying? They have no, they have no positive intent for you or yours, and um, and you know that's just just how we are. That's how we've been. That's how our culture has always been, probably because we've been told, you know, you got to, you got to stick with your people. You know what I'm saying? And, 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 and it's unfortunate because I saw a video the other day where, um, there was, it was on Instagram and it was a, a Spanish dude. And he's like, um, why are we successful? Why do we, why are we so successful? Because we stick together. You know what I'm saying? Like, <clears throat> you know, if I need something, I, you know, my people, we're going to stick together. And that black people don't do that. Like we don't, we're always trying to be better than the next person. Like we, you know, you go out, you never will see, listen, you'll, you'll never see a group of white dudes arguing about 
um, you know, who has more, you know what I'm saying? You're doing better than me because you got more, you know what I'm saying? It's, Hey, we here, we're doing it. You know what I'm saying? Let's get it together. You know, if you need something, I got you like, but not, not with us. It's, it's very rare. And don't get me wrong. I'm not saying it doesn't happen. It happens. It just doesn't happen across the board. I'm with you. I'm with you. We, we got a lot of work to do. We definitely have a lot of work to do for sure. For sure. What what are you watching on TV these days, man? What's what's going on? What's new out there? I need to know. I need some things to to watch. Well, the circle is back. Oh um, yes, the circle is back. Have you got into that? Circle is back with a new season, eight episodes, and I'm all caught up. It's um. <sighs> you don't seem as excited. It's not as good as it has been in the past. Um, this is not why. But as I start to watch, as I'm watching these shows, um, and not just the circle, but there's other shows, it almost seems like I want to I want to uh, kind of set this up by saying it's okay to be gay. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> we live in a society where it's okay, but it almost seems like entertainment and entertainment they feel like they have to oversaturate casts and you know with you know with the lgbtq they have to force it in you know what i'm saying and you'll see when you watch this season there's one two three that are undenied one that is like oh well i I, i'm okay like i prefer women over men and it's a woman like it's it turn and then of course because they're so uh, as a, you know, by nature, they're, um, uh, I'm, I'm forgetting the word animated, right? They feel like that's the show put on the show. This person's gonna oh, <laughs> screaming and, and, you know, being super animated and they think, and, and they feel like that's going to sell. And that's probably, it's probably the case, but it just, sometimes it just feels so forced. And, and, you know, for, for some, for people that don't want to just see that all day, like I want to see, you know, just genuine individuals. Um, you know, it's just it's od. But I've been watching the circle, the circle, um, eight episodes in. It, it's good, you know. It's going to keep me watching, but it's not. Uh, it's not it. Uh, Tulsa King, of course. Uh, I think the finality is finality. The finale is today. Um, so I gotta watch. I gotta watch that. Uh, there was something. Damn it! As we were we were leading into the pod, that I wanted to ask you if you watched, and I it's completely slipping my mind. And it was something pretty good. Fuck, man! Damn it! I'll have to think it through. I'm possibly look at my shows because I've been trying to watch a lot, uh, trying to catch up on some some TVs and and, and things, but um. Yeah, it's a couple things out there. Um, I got to catch up on the mayor of Kingstown, mm. Jeremy Renner, who I don't know how he's doing. Uh, snow snowplow accident. That's yeah. Crazy. That video came out yesterday. He said, um, uh, there was a video of him that came or he posted a picture, mm-hmm. uh, in the hospital that he's doing better. Okay, good, good for him. Mayor of Kingstown is is it's like a one of those Ray Donovan type <laughs> setups. Um, and it's, it's crazy. Uh, pretty good fucking show. Um, uh, Tulsa King, like you said, 
a little unrealistic, but I guess, you know, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that, but it's a good show. Um, I just watched Halo on uh, Paramount. I finally finished it. I didn't really like it. I never played the game either, though, so I don't really know too much about it. But um, there is a show on Netflix uh, with a guy that was in Daredevil. He's in that. um, He's a CIA guy. And it's some espionage and all that kind of stuff. It's called treason. I didn't know he was English, but yeah, there's that. Um, I haven't caught up on Wednesday yet. I'm almost there. Uh, I want to finish that. But um, that, that's what I've been watching so far. Damn it, man. I'm. Let me look at my, my Netflix real quick. It's on Netflix what you've been watching? I think... I've been I've been on a lot of Netflix. I've been uh I've been all over the place, man. I uh just been trying to catch up on some I also watched The Recruit on Netflix and Jack Ryan's new seasons come out for uh Amazon. That's come out. I wanna watch Kaleidoscope. I heard that was really good. On the, I didn't get into it yet. I'll probably start that today at some point. Well, on Netflix. Know. Yeah, some people Got were seeing Carlo uh Esposito in there. Well, what's his name, Giancarlo? It's a lot of yeah, it's Something. a lot of people in there. It's mm-hmm. a lot of people in there. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I uh, I definitely. Oh, that's what I was gonna ask you if you watched. Did you did you get to watch um, uh, Christmas Story Christmas? No, I didn't. Yeah, how was that? It was good. It was good. Like, um, you know, I, I'm a Christmas Story fan. Like, we watch Christmas Story every year, probably four or five times. You know, mm-hmm. not back to back, but you know. Um, and, um, I wanted Christ- to watch that. Yeah. Christmas story. Christmas has the actor that played Ralphie as an adult with his family. Mm-hmm. They basically go back to Wisconsin. I think it is where they're from. Um, his father's passed away and he's got his own two kids. They're dealing with bullies and all types of shit. It's just very feel good. Christmassy it starts off slow, but it gets better. Um, probably about 25 minutes in or so it gets, it gets really good. And, um, and then you start to get that, that feeling like that Christmas feeling that you get from a Christmas story. And listen, there's no doubt, no doubt in my mind that if they can, um, if they sign it over, it'll be on TV, if not next year, the year after, because it just came out this year. Um, and it'll run, you know, consecutively concurrently with a regular Christmas story. Like you can put those back to back and it can make for an amazing three hours of your, of your day. You know what I'm saying? To watch that one and then get into the second one. Like I thought they did really well. It took a little bit for, I guess they were doing a little building, you know, back building of where we were today. But once they finally got there and you get into that small town feel, when they finally get back to Wisconsin, it's that same feeling of a Christmas story, man. And it was good. I got to watch it. I definitely saw it. And I was like, oh, man, I got to watch it. But I just I didn't watch it. I got to watch it. And you're right. That that makes a good setup to, you know, now, you know, TNT, TNT will probably get the contract and run them things back to back because I know they have the original. So, yeah, that that'll be that'll be something. That'll be something. NFL today. We got some games coming on soon. Uh, For once, we are. We are uh, in the space to uh, make it happen and and be early <laughs> and uh, not uh, 
not be rushing to get off of here. We got a little time. Right. Together. You know, we've done about an hour and a half of potting. I think I think it's a good spot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, some definitely some good games in the NFL. Uh really quick, how do you feel about uh the rumors that LeBron James is gonna request a trade? Whoa. I mean, where's he gonna go? Right. Right. Where's he gonna go? Right. What team and- does he go to this time if he does? You know the key. Yeah, I know. And the key to that is, um, you know, as as the Lakers, you love this guy. You like this guy a lot. Um, and I feel like, I feel like it's unfortunate that he's probably thinks like that he's gonna the ball's in his court. <laughs> you know, because all his career and all his life, it for the most part it has been the ball is in his court. But when you talk about a trade, that's different from free agency where you make the decision. The Lakers, while they may want to do best for you and help you out, they still got to think about the future of their franchise because they gave up all their picks for you. For you, for you. you know what I'm saying? Like th- these are like in the in the NBA, it's different from the NFL. Picks matter. Picks matter. They gave up all their not only their picks but their talent. They gave up all that talent we talked about earlier in this pod. And you know, you're talking about they went uh, against their. Um, Thoughts of going with a different point guard to get Russ because that's what you wanted. You know what I'm saying? And AD is here. And, you know, so now you're leaving AD by himself. Like, if, you know, if there's a trade there to be made, if I'm them, the Lakers, I'm going for what's best for my team. And if I don't get the deal that I'm looking for, then sorry, my boy, but you're not going nowhere. You know what I'm saying? You definitely don't send them in the West. You definitely don't send them anywhere West. That's so that's also the key, right? Where Where does he go in the East? Right. So you have to send him back east. You probably have to get on the phone with a team like shit. Detroit? Detroit has a young young nucleus. They got they probably have some high draft picks. Um shit, maybe Chicago. Uh but I don't think he would want to go there. But again, the ball's not in his court. Um Cleveland, right? Send him back to Cleveland. Um, but they, I don't know that they want to break that up. They got a good they, they thing got going. going. Yeah, they got a good thing going. They should I don't not see where he goes. Washington, maybe like, uh, you know, you do you get Beal, Bradley Beal in a deal? Do you, but yeah, I mean, um, Orlando, it, Orlando could be a spot, could be a landing spot for him. We got a ton of young players, ton of, uh, of draft capital and, and money to spend. So, you know, uh, we look like shit again this year, even though we have a lot of great young talent. Maybe you, you pair him with Banchero um, and, uh, you know, Franz Wagner. And then you try to sign somebody in the offseason and you keep him by signing and by going and picking up Bronny in the draft. Like these are things that they need to be thinking about long term if I'm Orlando. Right. Um, you know, but. I, I can't think you definitely cannot trade him to the West. You can't. No, that would be foolish. That can't happen. Um, and and realistically, you don't want to trade him to the East to a contender either. Like you don't want to send him to my back to Miami. You don't want to send him to Boston. You know, like e- even if it means breaking up that too, which I doubt Boston would do. Um, I'm still not pairing him with a Tatum or a Jalen Brown. Like, I think that's a better pairing than him and AD because AD can't stay healthy. The Knicks? The Knicks? That's that's another contender. Um, those those lights are too bright for Brian. 
they are far too bright. I mean, the <laughs> Lakers, Lakers are those are bright lights. Those are bright lights, but those are LEDs. And New York is halogen. The <laughs> motherfuckers is halogen lights. Uh, but ultimately, he probably doesn't want to play in the East either because then he has to see KD. You know what I'm saying? He's got to see KD and Kyrie and and you know and Giannis. Like it ain't it ain't. You know, it's the East ain't that great, but it also ain't, you know, there's some some dudes out here. Um, I'm, I can't think of any more bottom feeders. And, you know, we talked about Detroit. We talked about, you know, Chicago, who's not having a good season, but they have good talent. Toronto? You send them to Toronto and you, you get some of those guys that they got over there. They got some decent guys. Um, Van Fleet turned down the deal in the offseason, $114 million, So he hasn't been healthy, but you bring Van Fleet in. Um, Siakam, do you go after him? I was, was going to say they got to send back Siakam. Yeah, they got to. like, like but these are again. Do you send back a Siakam when he's young and you're getting a guy that's 38? Right. If I'm Toronto, I don't know that I make that deal. Fuck no, because I because I don't think I don't think Toronto. It has to be a team that's a LeBron James away from winning a championship, and I I don't know that Toronto don't know, is that. I team. don't know any teams that are there. Not, not, not someone that's not already close to winning. Yeah, Milwaukee could could do it. Um, Cleveland could do it, but you know these have to be suitors. These have to be teams. You know these would have to be teams that are that would be willing to make those deals. Um, uh, shit, maybe. Yeah, that's not even Eastern Conference. I was thinking um, Memphis, um, but that's not that's not a Minnesota. I wouldn't. I mean, Minnesota is a great landing spot for him, but I'm not training him to Minnesota if I'm if I'm the Lakers. And, and that, Big Cat is hurt, right? Or is he right. Back? No, he's he's hurt, but he he's not super long term. So you figure you pair him up there with um Anthony. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Anthony Edwards, um, Big Cat, and um, Rudy Gobert and LeBron. Like that team is different. So I don't I don't know if if I'm doing that if I'm them maybe you send them to Portland. Hey, go play with uh dollar, but you send yeah. them to the West though. I mean, the only way I could send them to the West if I'm the Lakers is if I, one I'm getting an amazing deal, but also I'm sending them to a team where I'm not confident that they're going to that they're they're going to make a, a huge difference. Um, and I think Portland is good. I think Dame is good. Um, I think even Dame and LeBron together are good. I just don't think they're – I still don't think that they're the team to worry about if LeBron wants to go there. I think you do have to worry about them, but I, I just don't see it happening. Why would you send them west? Why? No, I agree. I agree. But uh, if the guy wants a trade, you know. I don't know. Sometimes I don't see it happening. Try to get get right, get back what you need. I don't um, see it happening. But he might stay there. Yeah, I don't see him going anywhere. It literally doesn't make any sense anywhere. Yeah, yeah. Literally. Um, what else is? Uh, I think that was all that was in the uh, in the atmosphere for me. Let me take a look at my phone because I'll be jotting down my little my topics as I go through there. Yeah, I think we covered a good amount. Yeah, I don't have much of uh, much of anything else to to chat about. I think we're at a, a good spot right now. Uh, NFL, some good games today. Detroit could make it in. 
That'd be a uh, success. Green Bay's gonna win. That'd be a success story for Detroit if they could. Uh, they started one in seven or some shit. Like, I'd be surprised <laughs> if they beat Green Bay. I just think Green Bay is hot right now, and I think they're at home. I'm not sure. Green Bay's home. That's a tough out. That's yeah. a tough out. I hate. I hate Green Bay. I hate. Aaron we hate Aaron Rodgers. We know. <laughs> it was absolute trash. At least, at least you're consistent. Yep. That'll never change. Um, unless they tweak his ankle or something, play one. Oh, but then Jordan Love. Jordan Love looked good, man. He ain't better. They gotta, they gotta give this guy an opportunity to play someone. That's a guy. Now that's a guy. Um, he could be a Jets quarterback. Who Aaron Rodgers? No, no. <laughs> we not going with Jordan Love, no. bro. I like Green Jordan. Bay's, Love. Green Bay's not getting rid of Jordan Love. He's good. Aaron Rodgers almost didn't play this season. So I tell you what, if they lose to Detroit today, look for Aaron Rodgers to be looking to get out of there next year. And guess what? He'll be a free agent, I think, and I'll take him in New York. With Garrett Wilson, uh, Denzel Mims, Brees Hall hopefully comes back from that knee injury. Hopefully uh, we've lost so much on the O-line. Hopefully we get it back. Hey, man, with that defense and some added pieces, I don't really like Robert Sala as a coach, but is he know, a free agent? Or I think they extended him, didn't they? They gave him I a three-year deal. They did two years, but I could be wrong. But I would yeah. I would send his ass to Houston if I was Green Bay. <laughs> <laughs> like you know, yeah, hate for this man is nasty. Like here you go, now you got something other than or, or shit. He could end up in um, Oakland. Back with uh, um, San Fran. Nah, maybe San Fran. Mm, I think San Fran's gonna roll one of their guys. Um, but if he, it. but if no, no, but they got Trey Lance still, who only had one, one or two games. You still got to see if he can do it. Uh, he's still young. You still got Jimmy G, who could be a Jet next year. Um, should have went and got him when Zach Wilson was hurt in the preseason. Mm-hmm. That was where mm-hmm. we went wrong. We and San Fran wanted to get rid of him. Yep. Yep. We should have got him. Jesus. Oh. But um. But yeah, Oakland. You think about um Devontae Adams back with uh with Aaron Rodgers. You know what I'm saying? And Oakland with um I don't know that they're gonna keep uh um Josh Jacobs, but I would. I would keep Josh Jacobs and you know bring in Aaron Rodgers and and Darren Waller and I keep that team as it is on, on offense at least and throw Aaron Rodgers in there. You gotta you you got something. You got something. Indeed, indeed. Even though I hate the guy, you got some. Um, but yeah, man. All right, I think uh, I think we've reached a, a good spot. Indeed, indeed. You gotta take us out, bro. All right. Well, um, twenty twenty three. It's Castaway Podcast. Where can we be found? Um, just about everywhere. But um, most place uh, that you'll find us is uh, Instagram. Um, Castaway under underscore podcast you can find us on youtube searching Castworthy or Castworthy podcast you can find us on uh twitter facebook um you can find us on sunday mornings here uh live on facebook uh spotify spreaker uh apple Podcasts. any anything that you have to stream we're probably there iHeartRadio. um 
But yeah, man, it's a new year. 2023. People are dying. People are getting hurt. People are getting uh, injured, sick, ill. Check on your people, man. Uh, make those calls. We've said it all last year, and it doesn't change this year. Um, you know, life is short, and you never know. You you feel like, oh, well, I'm just mad at this person, and I'll get back to them when I'm ready. And, you know, you may not get that time for it to be ready, for you to be ready. You know what I'm saying? And the last thing you want to do is, you know, not have that opportunity and the person not be there. So um, make amends if it's some bullshit. Um, don't mean you got to be best friends, but make amends. Um, but check on your people. Make sure everybody's safe. COVID is still there. It's a big thing. People are getting it. Keep yourself safe. Wash your hands. Um, get out and live life, man. And uh, we'll see you next week on the Castworthy Podcast. As always, thank you for listening. Um, for me, myself, Big Steve, and EJ the Savage, we are out of here. And next year, we or I'm sorry, next week, we hope to have our third musketeer, the VP of research, back with us. So, peace Go to Jets. the universe. <laughs> Go Cowboys. NFL Sunday. Peace. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.